everybody. Today is Friday, March 24th, 2023. You're tuned into the Midwest Super Pixel Pros. Oh, where's our applause? There we go. <laughs> Best way to end the week. We are live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale. Joined alongside Paul Rocking Production right now. It's just us two in the studio today. A rare two-person show. Got a lot of fun stuff lined up for the day for you folks. Uh, it's going to be an awesome old-school 16-bit Super Nintendo edition of the show. Um, yeah, a lot of cool old-school stuff. I know we're, I was talking to Paul yesterday. We had a, a different game lined up uh, originally, but then we decided to switch things up a little bit. And I don't... I think this is our first show where we're exclusively focusing on the Super Nintendo, and you were a Super Nintendo kid growing up, right, Paul? That is correct, sir. Yeah, just bear with me. I just sat down, and I'm trying to get organized because there's only two of us in here. So, gotta, gotta rock a bunch of stuff here on the side. All right. All right. I think I am officially adjusted. Adjusted, yes. That's always one thing I always, like, I got, I got my little checklist of things to check out before we go we go on the air here, and I'm like, the, la the one thing I'm always neglecting is the cameras, so, but, yeah, Super, Super Nintendo special, 16-bit special, we got the Super Nintendo Classic in the house here, so we're going to be playing a few games off that, I know one of Paul's favorites, I asked for some requests, and there's one you jumped, like, I think within moments you texted me right away, Dale, this game, I'm like, at first, I thought it didn't happen, but then I was like, oh, wait, I think I got it programmed on the Super Nintendo Mini. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I thought this was a, kind of a difficult game, game to get, but I think the last time you were at like, uh, one of those conventions, it was actually not that difficult. But I always liked uh, ActRaiser, because it was cool, because it was kind of like, yeah, the SimCity, but then you would also go into like the fight mode where you're, you know, uh, bug. It'd be like a barbarian with a big sword, you know. Like going. a hack and slasher. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, you're building cities, you're trying to make the people happy, and then you're trying to find, like, you're mining, trying to find, you know. Like where a mini city type game. Yeah, where the demon is, like, his lair is. Yeah, it was, it was, I just remember it being super fun. So, yeah, looking forward to jumping into all that. Before we do, we got to pay some bills. Give a shout-out to our friends at Northwest Tire, where... And they're in Grand Forks, and they're looking to hire a tire technician. If you're not afraid to show up to work on time and work hard, well, this job might be for you. No prior work experience is necessary, and Northwest Tire will train the right people. You get great benefits like PTO, health insurance, 401k, and so much more. Your pay does depend on experience, so make sure to stop into Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive to find out more. Or call Chad Hoff at 701-780-8473 or apply online, nwtire.com. I, I know they got some uh, good tire specials. Um, I'll be getting that information very shortly, but right now they got some really good specials going too. Yeah, that's one I know when I get tires. It's always, you know, and usually I wait for Black Friday. It seems a lot of places in town do buy three, get one free. That's, that's always the one I hold out for. If they got something equivalent, then I'm all over it. That, that I always thought that was silly. Like, who's going to buy just three tires? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, buy, and just, no, I'm just saying to buy one tire today. I'll, I'll double save the, the 150 and go with, like, you know, one old tire. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> who's going to do that? It's ridiculous. So, yeah, but, shout out to Chad and Northwest <laughs> Tire. So, many thanks for everyone having us part of your Friday. Normally tune in live every Friday at 2 p.m. on gfbestsource.com or our social media channels on 
Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Welcome you to interact with us in the live chat and all the various GFBS social media channels. Or call or text in your questions, 701-213-0863. And holy moly, that chat room is bopping once again. Chris is there, John's there, Chad, Phil, Liz, Brooke. Oh my gosh. Holy, we want to hear what you guys have to say about the Super Nintendo. So many good memories about the Super Nintendo. So many games. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Join in uh, with uh, your comments and questions. So, I thought we'd kick things off with a trailer, a little commercial for the Super Nintendo Mini. It's already been like four or five years, but it doesn't, gosh, I guess it's how fast this last four or five years have flown by, because for those that, that, if you forget, the Super Nintendo Mini was like the big hot ticket holiday Christmas item. I know everyone, it seemed like, was trying to get one. Like, if you weren't there day one, I think Nintendo kept them in stock for, like, a year, year and a half before they discontinued them. But, yeah, that thing was bad in the original Nintendo Classic. They were, everyone was looking for them, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we got a video ready to go here. I think uh, I could cue it up on the display here. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, think, got I, I, I think I got it. Okay, gotcha. Oh, wrong display. Hold on. This happens every single time, and it will be the last one that I pick. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed yep. every time. Hey, there hey, we go. the last one. Oh, go figure. Okay, now. Lost is locking up. Okay. All right, so. Here uh, we go. Now I'm over here. And just hit play? Yep. So, yeah, Super Nintendo. Oh, whoops. Super Nintendo trailer. Uh-oh. Make sure to dial down the media volume a little bit here. So we got... So yeah, this is a nice little thing about the, introducing the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. And yeah, the thing is like pretty much the size of the palm of your hands. <laughs> and they kind of have the... Those are pretty close to faithful replicated Super Nintendo controllers. They're making it seem like there's a lot more than 20. It's really 21. It's not that many. <laughs> But they're the big hits. You can see right here, Paul, a lot, of the, a lot of them are priority coming to mind. Oh, yeah, that one. Zelda, Mario, Mario Kart. Oh, yeah, I remember. I mean, these were all really fun. I'm digging the early to mid-90s extreme advertising. Those that remember the Play It Loud advertising series. I think we played Super Punch-Out once on the show. Oh, yeah. And they have nice abilities like we're showing on uh, the Switch uh, Game Boy emulator a few weeks ago on the show where you could rewind your footage. Or save any time, create it, or they call it on here, suspend, suspend points. So you could just pick it up anytime, anywhere. Or you, see, you could still do the traditional saving if you want. All right, we'll be talking about that later, Super FX technology. Oh, they, they tried to make Super Nintendo compete for with, like, the Saturn and the PlayStation for, like, a year. And that was a big deal. This included, yeah, Star Fox 2, it was completed, but Nintendo held it off from release for, what, 25 years or something like that? And so when did this come out? How many years ago was this? I want to say this was like 2019, give or take a year. Well, 2018 or 2019. So, yeah. Oh, come on, Moss. So, oh, and there, yeah, there's the original Nintendo one. It's going for the autoplay. So, yeah. Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Uh, I, so, we, we got ActRaiser queued up and ready to play. So, I'm ready for it whenever you are, Paul. So, oh, yeah, I'll try to get this thing to stop. Oh, yeah. Yep, there we go. So, get rid of that one. So, oh, it? yep, we can get rid of that one there. Okay, so, okay, we'll get on the next one then. Yep, okay, perfect. So, we got 
the original Act Razor here. Now, this came out just a couple months after the original Super Nintendo launched in 1991. So, oh, yep, here we go. Yep, Act Razor. So, Paul, I will give the controller to you. Now, B's the main, or this, the, the bottom middle B button <laughs> on the Super Nintendo controller. Though it's placed where, like, the Xbox A button is. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, like I was saying earlier, uh, about 30 years since I've played this game, so I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Are my mic sounding like really tinny? I, I did a little bit. I, I just have to, I had to adjust the media volume a little down. I, I, I noticed <laughs> we got a little tinny when I raised it up. A little more than usual, it seemed like. Oh, hopefully yeah. it's not all screwed up. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, so, I want to go to move, right? I think it was the palace move was where the... Uh... Oh, yeah. Here we go. Sky palace movement. Yeah. And so, like we were saying, like, so now I'm kind of like in Mount Olympus. And I'm going to have all these different little civilizations that I'm going to take over. And, you know, kind of maintain, make sure that they're all happy and fed. Because there's going to be a demon... And each one of these, and so you got to kind of mine and, you know, grow your village and then find the, you know, the, the spot in the landscape where this demon is hiding. And I think there's probably like, you know, seven of them or something, you know, these are kind of like your boss levels, but, you know, and the objective is to kill all the uh, demons hiding in the earth. That's pretty interesting, yeah, you could do, so you can do, it's like half SimCity, like a light version of SimCity, and then half like I said, side-scrolling action. Yeah, and then, yeah, because once you find the demon, then you all of a sudden, now you're playing a, uh, a side-scroller where you're, a, you know, a gladiator, barbarian, whatever, with a big sword looking like Conan, going through and, you know, fighting away. Fight, yeah, fighting away these demons. Let's see if we can do it. I, I don't think we can fight because... Please select the desired command menu at the right side. Oh, can you just go... If we, in this land, people will be able to live here again. So, yeah, we... Are you ready to go and fight some monsters, Paul? I guess so, man. Like the Earth, it says. So apparently I'm going to fight some monsters. I like that mode. They call it the Mode 7 camera effect for the Super Nintendo. That rotation and scaling where it goes down. Reminds me of how you get into battles in the Final Fantasy overworld map. It drives me nuts that we can't hear the music on our end, though. I might be able to if I turn it up, but I mean, I'll probably raise our mic volumes way up more than what we can. Yeah, the game had a, it has an awesome soundtrack i do actually have the soundtrack for this game it's especially the title theme it is truly memorable and astonishing sets the tone for having that epic grand adventure feel yeah and it's got you know where you can do these uh you know jumping from tree level to tree level oh i i know that's important i want that is that like a special power up in that little vase or something i I know it's important because i remember it but i can't do it because i suck was this one of the ones where you rented it a lot, or did you actually own this one from way back? Oh, look at that. Boom. Oh, that looked really important, didn't it? There's a score bonus, Paul. Gotta get those score bonuses. Then I've, you know, I've never played the original Act Razor, but I have seen clips of it in the past where I think your guy doesn't even like get like a special power-up attack where he raises his sword in the air and it draws lightning down or something to that effect. I, that's what I'm trying to figure out, because I'm, I'm trying to remember these, like, these controls. Yeah, I, it, I thought it was more than this, and I think eventually you get to, like, you start throwing them, like, you know, throwing, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Eventually you get more upgraded, expanded abilities and powers. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm already about to die. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Well, the, that angel who introduced the game to set up the game 
stated that you're sapped of all your strength and energy, and you're not only are trying to build build a city uh, and multiple cities, you're also trying to restore your strength and power, and I, I guess that presume, presumably means you're gaining more abilities as well. Oh yeah, there you go. I like how you got the nice the jump slash there. Pick away at him. Apparently, this is the only I know how to hit him. I guess. Oh, yeah. I got him. Off with your head. Beheaded. And I'm dead. Oh no. Oh, he just took, just, just taking just, a little breather. Just taking a break, okay. Yeah, yeah give it a shot. Alright. Gosh, yeah, first time playing. But then, but then after we get out of here, then we get to go meet our, our village of people that are going to be so grateful that we cleared out the land. Yeah, and then they're going to start farming for us and... That's one of the funnest part, parts of the game, like... I, that's what that's what's so fun about this game is that you have these two games in one, so to speak. It's not just you know you do this from beginning to end. Yeah, I imagine that's pretty, pretty uh, innovative for the time. Not that often that games are combining two separate games all in one. And how many of these games back then could you keep going this far backward? Yeah, usually they they just force you just to go right. Yep. Not, not just go left all the time. Okay, well, I don't think we need to find every secret. Oh, I, 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 I saw that zip line I had to get on, and I think I just had to get higher. There we go. Oh, oh. There's a zip don't line. Don't screw it up. Oh, gosh. There we go. Oh, there's another one. Why do the guy have birds? Oh god. Yep. <laughs> I, my Act Razor. Yeah, this is my first time playing Act Razor, so yeah, I'm. You've never played this before? No. Oh, I've seen footage of it, yeah. Wanna give one more shot here? Sure, why not? Alright. Yeah, I will give a shout out to the company 8 Bit Do. They make these awesome wireless controllers. Not all of them, but some of them are compatible with the Super Nintendo Classic. So, that's. And Pretty much got the same shape and feel of the uh, original Super Nintendo controllers. So, they're pretty cheap on Amazon. I I have a couple of them there. And they, I think they're cross-compatible with PC and maybe oh, come on. Switch also. Right, I'm not bothering with it. Those dang little birds. Those, those and my timing is totally off with these guys, too. I'm just getting blocked over here. Yeah, I think it's too easy to jump over there, those vines. <laughs> Oh, back to this guy again? Oh, yeah. Oop. Hey, oop. God dang it. We'll, we'll call this guy Frank. Frank the evil tree man. You gotta really have the timing down perfect just to swing the damn sword. And this is back when rental stores were still a big thing, and I've heard so many stories from developers where management told them to intentionally make games harder and more punishing in that so that players would have to really grind through them so they'd have to do mul either multiple rentals or be forced to just buy the game instead of just renting it over and over. Do I go down that? I feel like I'm going backward. I would think so too. Maybe it's more go to the right? Why would it be here though? I'm going to go on it. Doesn't hurt. Thank oh, you. Okay, now, I want to say that's where you came from, right? They don't go up though. Why would, they, why would they just go down? 
guess you can see where that leads you. Oh, and one up. Oh, hey, a secret. Yeah. Hey, one up. Now, I don't know if we'll get to it today, but the sequel, ActRaiser 2, came out a couple years later, and it was interesting because I remember just reading about the game. It was notorious for on the box saying, 100% pure action, and you're thinking, oh, you know, that's just like a marketing thing trying to hype up the game. Yeah, this game's 100% action. It's really cool. But then considering the first ActRaiser, like, and like you described and elaborated on, Paul, there, oh, wow, that's a sinister tree. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, wow. He's a, yeah, he's giving you a hand. Oh, I didn't mean to jump. Dang it. Oh, at least he didn't jump on the vines. <laughs> oh, there was a thing over there I could have got, but I screwed it up. So, whatever. No, I'm gone. He's, he's giving me a hand. But yeah, the, the sequel is... Oh, no. enemy! Oh, here we go. Big boss fight. Uh-oh. Ah! Duck, duck, duck. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you... Oh, look at those powers. Yeah. Oh, oh I, did, get, I did not last long. Oh, you got him down to half the life. Oh, you know, if I was thinking, though, we could have, uh... How do I go? Oh, oh no, Paul, you can rewind. Go back right to that boss battle. Oh, because of your cheat codes on here? No, because it's built, it's built into the game. If Nintendo says it's okay and they pre-programmed it, <laughs> that means it's A-okay. It looks like it got you a checkpoint where you're halfway through the level. I'm good. I got this. You got this, Paul. Yeah, it looks like we already saw his first pattern there. You make sure to duck his initial uh, joust charge. Duck, duck, duck. Oh, we're going to just bow him off. There you go. Oh, no. Take him away. Oh, no, he's hurting me way more than I'm hurting him. Oh, man. Oh. Gotta love boss battles. Part of the joy of renting games are through oh, these platformers. I would duck that first initial jousting charge. Oh, no, we lost. Oh, no. Shoot, we should have did a save point. Yeah, yes. Well, at least we got a good basic yep. basic idea for what... Well, it would have been nice if we would have got to the Sim City part. Yeah, we did a little bit of the Sim City part, but uh, um, do, should we see if we can do some more Sky Palace movement where to place it? Go to observe the people. Observe the people. No one yet inhabits this area. Uh, yeah, so you got to beat that first stage. Okay. Well, that's like a good general baseline for what Accurator is about. Do you want to give Accurator 2 a quick boot up to see what that's like? Sure, why not? Alright, so we'll go right to the main menu to select more games. And, yeah, here's a Super Nintendo dashboard to pick your games. Uh, yeah, no, 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 it literally, like, it goes into SimCity. Like, you have uh, people that you have to send them off to harvest or mine. You have other ones that need to make, like, farms. You have other ones that, so you have, like, the morale of everybody. And, like, you have to totally maintain these little civilizations down below. So I just created that save state from where you left off there. So that's cool. We could do save points and load save points like we did on the Switch a few weeks back. So now we're going to pick ActRaiser 2. And you see on there, you can kind of make it out from our streaming software. It says 100% pure action. That's because there's no SimCity building. And I remember hearing that this game is a little bit on the tougher side compared to the first one. Since they didn't want people to just plow through it since there's no city building and it's just action levels. So, we'll see how well we can fare. Let me just throw it in for just a couple of minutes here. But, it is loading up. So, the opening Enix logo. They are now merged with Squaresoft, Square Enix, which is interesting because those two were like competing, the two main competing RPG publishers in the PlayStation and Super Nintendo days. And, like, Enix did Dragon Warrior and ActRaiser, uh, Grandia, 
few other games. Robotech. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was on there, but uh, because it did the opening company. Oh, one sec. I think we're just... There it goes. Yeah, let me try to reload it, because I think... Yeah, we got the opening company logo, but then it just locked. So I wonder if this may be... <laughs> some of these games may not have been included on the Super Nintendo Classic, and some of them are qu questionable that will load or not. Actraiser loaded fine. I'm guessing Actraiser 2 is not the case. <laughs> non-stop action. Non-stop action. Non-stop black screen of doom. I only had a chance to test some of these games, so yeah, it looks like it's a no-go for Actraiser 2, unfortunately. That's right. Sorry. But Actraiser 2, you got the idea there. So, at least we got that one to work on. That's the one you're looking forward to. But, uh, I know I'll just get it to the next game we're going to queue up for later, just so we have it ready. I believe it was... Uh, There we go. Look at this. Oh yeah, this will be a, this will be a flashback. This game that we put so many hours into this game. Mm-hmm. Especially in the arcade, because in the arcade, I mean, that yeah. was way better than playing it on a console. Yeah, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, so much fun. Oh man. So let me just get it so I could pause this game right. Uh, so yeah. So come on. Like all your Super Nintendo games, they are getting all fancy with a zillion graphical developer-publisher intros to set up the game to boot it up. NBA Jam! Tournament Edition! I actually met the guy who did the voiceover for the NBA Jam games. Alright. But I just thought... I thought that they had, like, really big heads. Oh, yeah, they do. They do. They do. Okay. Yeah. We'll get... To, I think we may be able to... Let me also see if I can leave it on the option screen here. Hopefully that should need it all right there. So we're going to move things along here before we go back. That's a little teaser for the next game of the show we'll be playing. So yeah, Act Razor 1 and 2 off the Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, next up, we're gonna, this one's super short, our video eSport of the week. I guess keeping it Super Nintendo themed. I, I found a launch era commercial for the Super Nintendo uh, that this came out right around the time the Super Nintendo did in 1991, and it focuses on keep a keen eye on the actor. It was before he got big. I think he was right around that target age demographic for the Super Nintendo, late teenagers, 16, 17 years old. This was still like several years before he got his first big acting roles. See if you can spot the star, people in the chat, see if you can name it before we name it on the show. All right, here we go. Commercial for the Super Nintendo circa 1991, right when it came out. Oh, hold on, okay, so I gotta, I gotta do this one first. Oh, yep. Yes, oh. Hey, and now I'm back over here. Oh, yep. Hey, hold on. Oh, yeah, all good. That's really far away, I can't see. So. Who's that guy? So, yeah, those are all the launch era. Super Who's that guy? Hey, who's is that he? Paul Rudd? Yes! <laughs> Paul Rudd, probably when he was like, 18, 19 years old. You know, like all actors, they got their start doing uh, just whatever commercials they could grab. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah, super, hence the name of this week's episode, Now You're Playing with Superpower. Oh, gosh. Hey, who, who are they? Who are they? <laughs> but, so yeah, I, I believe we got an image uh, here. Oh, before we get to the image, though, for our discussion saying that we want to make sure give a shout-out to our next sponsor, Rumor Sports Bar and Casino, located in the Grand Cities Mall. 
they are the place to go to right now because if you want to go there, whether it's just for grab a bite to eat and your favorite beverage, they always got all kinds of daily specials going on, uh, like the Thursday special going on at Rumors just one day of the week, a sandwich on the side for 7 bucks. Today, Friday, any pizza for, I believe it is... Uh, Ten bucks. So all kinds of deals going on. Six dollar express lunch specials every day of the week, uh, every weekday. And you can't forget about the world famous beer towers. And they got over thirty TVs going on there too. And coming up, I believe it's the first weekend of April, April first. They got their big uh, poker tournament going on. Texas Hold'em. I think we had BT in the studio were talking about it. So that always draws a big crowd. So. All kinds of options, all kinds of good things going on at Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. Located in the Grand Cities Mall, open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Make sure to check it out, Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. You know what's weird? Is I think that um, I could eat pizza and wings every day, and it would never get old. <laughs> I, 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 I know you're a big fan of wings. Yeah, and pizza. pizza. And pizza, yeah. yeah. Pizza and wings, I mean, if I, yeah, I could get pizza and wings every day, and I'd be totally happy. Totally happy. Would your body <laughs> be totally happy? I mean, every now and then I'd want a steak or something, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, I could eat pizza and wings all day, every day, and I would just never really get old. It's like, it's pizza and wings. Fantastic. I can go on. Oh, man. Yeah? Yeah? Hey, Rumors Park Bar <laughs> Casino, they could treat you to wings and pizza all day, every day. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, like, I like my pizza and wings, too. Can't go wrong. All right, so I got us a fun image for our talking segment this week here. I got a, a little collage of Super Nintendo games. Figure both Paul and I, we kind of grew up in the era of the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. So those were our big childhood, teenage years games. Figure we could reminisce a little bit about uh, some of our favorite games for the system. Hey, there it is. This one? Yep. So check that out. Boom, all those Super Nintendo games. You can see, what, Street Fighter, I think Super Metroid back there, Super Bomberman, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6, Stunt Race FX, Tetris Attack. Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, yeah. All kinds of goodies. Yep. Mortal well, Kombat 2. That had to have been one of the top sellers of, this, of the Super Nintendo. Oh, this one. This game was fun. What was this one? Was that Contra 3? The Alien Wars? Yeah. That was an intense yeah, size that was That one was fun. And tough as hell. Yep. Those, those ones, you die in one hit, and you only got three <laughs> lives. There is no life bar. Yep. Yeah. The, and it's one of the big graphical showpieces for the Super Nintendo 2. Yeah, that game that, that, yeah, that game was awesome. Yeah, and, and the bosses were just like, they filled the entire screen. Yeah, that's what made it so awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of good memories of Contra 3, The Alien Wars. Uh, so, when did you first get a Super Nintendo? If I, was that one, I want to say maybe you mentioned on previous show, was it a Christmas gift? Yeah, it was a, the coolest Christmas gift ever. Like, was it year it came out or a couple years in or so? Well, I wanted a Genesis. I didn't even really know about the Super Nintendo because uh, one of my friends had a Genesis. So I just, that, that was just, okay, you know, get a Genesis. That's what everybody has. And then I got the Super Nintendo, and I was just like, well, what's this? And then I plugged it in, and we played, uh, you know, Super Mario with uh, Yoshi and everything. And I was like, this is, like, so fun. Yeah, it came, it came packed in with Super Mario World. Which and even and even when I, I mean even when I was that young when you know I was looking at Super Mario World I was just like wow these are this is graphics and everything are way better than the Sega. I know even even when I got my Super Nintendo way after the fact I got it the same month the N sixty four came out because that's when everyone was getting rid of their Super Nintendo so they could trade it in and get money for the N sixty four. I remember I think 
Premier Video when it was still open in town. We would get used games from there a lot all the time. We were in disbelief. Uh, wow, a Super Nintendo with two controllers for 30 bucks. Well, you know, and the thing that was, like, so awesome about getting the Super Nintendo, because, well, first off, because it was way better than the NES. Yeah, like... I mean, Light years ahead of it. I mean, the, the, the marketing terms they used with their graphical capabilities, they said the NES was uh, 8-bit graphics, and then the Super Nintendo was 16-bit graphics, so it would make you think twice the power, twice the improvement, but just from the footage we saw already, it seemed like it was much more than that. Yeah. But the thing is, um, my parents would never give us a, a Nintendo. So all my friends had an NES, so I'd always have to go to my friend's place to get an NES. Well, then the Super Nintendo came out, and I got the Super Nintendo, like, that Christmas, like, right when it first came out. So, it wasn't like one of my friends had experienced it. Like, the first time I experienced it was when I got it for Christmas. Pretty, I think pretty much everybody did that year. And so, for how many years were they telling me, no, we're not going to get you a Nintendo, no, we're not going to get you a Nintendo. And then they got me the Super Nintendo, and it was, like, the funnest thing ever. So, Super Mario World, safe to presume, first game you played? Yep. And then what was the second game you got with it or rented, do you recall? Oh, God, I don't even know. It was on Dodged and... Engulfed. 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 And... Immersed, maybe? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would have to look at what other games came out right after that, but... I know Super Mario World blew me away. It was one of the few games I played before we got a Super Nintendo. which was just playing it at... A couple friends because, whoa, Yoshi, new sidekick for Mario that just changed the entire way the game played. Uh, you know, he wasn't in every level, but, but... But then there was also another game that came out uh, after it had been out for a while that completely revolutionized the, the graphics of it, too. And that's when Donkey Kong Country came out. Because, like, that and Echo, those were, like, the new generation of... Uh, 2D graphics. Of yeah. 2D graphics, I mean, where they were, like, so clean, almost three-dimensional compared to... I think some of the marketing the about... cartoonish. Yeah. Because, like, like we played with ActRaiser and the Mario games and Zelda games at that point, they were called sprite-based graphics or pixely, you know, yeah. Midwest Super Pixel Pros. You know, the pixely little dot graphics where you combine a bunch of the rectangular, rectangular dots and then they form your Marios and whatnot. But then you had Donkey Kong Country and... Clay Fighter, which we played on the show before, and and you mentioned Echo, and there's a few others where they, I think they're called like CG or computer generated 2D graphics, where they made it look like 3D. I think they were still technically sprites, but because of the development process they used at the time, they made it appear like they were like right out of Toy Story. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there was even a Toy Story game on the Super Nintendo that looked just at the time just like the movie. And and besides pushing the envelope for 2D graphics, like with Donkey Kong Country, they also, you saw in that little commercial for the Super Nintendo Classic Edition, the FX chip. And do you remember the big deal with that, the marketing behind that, with how that pushed graphics on the Super Nintendo? Mm -mm. It made it so the Super Nintendo was capable of doing polygonal graphics. So while, you know, PS1 and Saturn and N64, they, that was like their bread and butter, the 3D polygonal graphics, and... Uh, Super Nintendo was capable of it. They just didn't have, like, the high-res textures to really flesh out the detail in them. So you mostly got, I remember seeing them at the time, like Star Fox. Uh, at the time, they were, like, saying, oh, Star Fox, that's the future of graphics. It's polygons. It's 3D. But I was like, oh, those look like blocky triangles that are just very low low amount of detail, not that many colors. I don't know if I want, I want, I don't know if I want polygons to be the future, but eventually they got way better, super faster on, like, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, N64, the 
rate of improvement was just so much faster than your traditional sprite-based graphics. And uh, then they even used the FX chip in, in some sprite-based games to make sprite-based games more with more bigger and better animations and bigger character sprites on screen, like with Super Mario World 2 and Doom. They games that shouldn't have been possible on the Super Nintendo, but because they had that FX chip add-on, they made it so they could make games that couldn't run on the Super Nintendo possible. Um, you know, it's interesting, you bring up MK, uh, Mortal Kombat, that was an interesting way how Genesis was a little more successful during the, they call it in gaming circles over the years, the 16-bit wars, Genesis versus Super Nintendo. Do you remember the whole debacle that happened there? Well, no, I just remember that uh, Mortal Kombat on the Genesis had blood. Yep, that's it. Yeah, And you had to use a code, a quick enter code as the game booted up, but because the Super Nintendo had sweat instead of blood in that version, and it kind of watered down uh, fatalities, finishing moves, it made it the uncool game to play on at the at recess to talk about. So you're, even though I think it was technically a better playing game, but no, we want the blood and gore. Yep. And so then Nintendo relented for the sequel the next year, and they actually allowed all the blood and gore in the sequel. Oh, yeah, and Mortal Kombat 2 was just, my God, I mean, I don't know how many hours I had into that game. It's an amazing amount. I mean, Mortal Kombat 2, NBA Jam, NBA Hangtime, those are probably some of my most played Super I probably Nintendo could games. have been the most professional quarterback the world has ever seen. Oh, yeah, Madden. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, like, if I would have went out and thrown a football instead of playing Mortal Kombat 2, <laughs> just because that's how many hours I put into Mortal Kombat 2, I could have probably threw a football to the moon for as many hours as I put into Mortal Kombat 2. Just had to get your reps in, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and you've, had, you've been there before, you know it. Yeah, I played a lot. I thought sports games at that time were right at that sweet spot on 16-bit, because that's when you saw, for Super Nintendo and Genesis, that was when you saw EA Sports emerge. Okay. And, and it's, it's funny you say that, because I remember, you know, uh, back in the kind of high school era and everything, you had two kinds of people. You had the ones that were playing, like, Mortal Kombat 2, and then you had the ones that were playing NHL. Oh, yeah. Or Madden. Mm -hmm. You know, but the Madden and NHL... Like, Quick, so, easy sport, sports. Some of the NHL people would play Madden. Some of the Madden would play the NHL. But none of them would play Mortal Kombat 2. But all the people that played Mortal Kombat 2, they wouldn't, like, some of them would probably play NHL. But it was just crazy. I mean, it was like the three games. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter where you went. It was, you're either a professional at one of them, or you don't play it at all. Yeah, I, I know some people, too. I, I loved... For when the time when the Super Nintendo was out, I pretty much mostly played uh, <laughs> driving games or wrestling games. Very few, like, single-player games. But those were, like, or, yeah, driving games, wrestling games, or sports games. Those were my favorites. Occasionally, like, the first game we had on Super Nintendo Family, had we got uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and we played the crap out of that. And then we got Super Mario All-Stars. So, but then after those two, and we played the, the crap out of those two games, uh, we... Then I mostly went, split off and veered off, did a lot of wrestling games, and the wrestling games on the Super Nintendo in America were terrible. Mm. There were a couple okay ones, but they weren't that great. But, uh, and then, but for sports games, I say they were at that sweet spot because I think that was before they got too realistic, too simulation-based, because as EA Sports went on to take advantage of the improved uh, gameplay and graphic capabilities of the later systems, they specialized in simulations and making, you know, some people, I completely understand are turned off by modern day sports games because there's a zillion buttons a zillion uh calls to make it'd be just too much to keep up with while in the original nintendo and super nintendo games way more easier to pick up and play I, would you say that's pretty fair yeah 
So even though you had Madden and NBA Live, more technical sports games at the time, they were still relatively easy to pick up and play, especially the EA and NHL game. That was a big-time uh, hit among hardcore hockey fans and non-hockey fans alike I've talked to over the years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you just have the turbo button and the pass shot. Yeah, and pass, pass and shoot. And, yeah, pretty much. So, did, Now, um, did you ever dabble with any of the Super Nintendo accessories at the time? Like you had the Super Scope bazooka light gun you'd hold over your shoulder? Yeah. Or the uh, Super Nintendo mouse for Mario Paint? I knew quite a few people that were into Mario Paint. Oh, yeah, I do remember Mario Paint. For some reason, I almost want to say that I had that. Like, it's... I mean, they have, like, a pretty basic paint program to encourage kids to, you know, explore their artistic side. And they even put in the manual, like, hey, hook your Super Nintendo up to a VCR and record your footage and send it in for contests. And people would actually trade tapes to show off their artistic creations. But then they, you could also create songs in there and, like, little mini-games and other various features. Like, there's a ton of cool stuff. Like, there's a big art scene on YouTube for people making all kinds of crazy, like, YouTube short animations completely out of Mario Paint. Yeah, I completely forgot about Mario Paint, but when it came out, yeah, it was cool. Because like, I was an artist, and I was like, wow, this is, like, you can actually do a lot on this. Thinking back on it, was it maybe a, a little bit of a gateway to maybe kind of get you to look more into pursuing more bigger and better art uh, programs there? Well, no, I mean, it was just it was just kind of the first of its kind. I mean, now, you know, now you can do it on every tablet. Oh, yeah, but everything has a paint app now. <laughs> Yeah, that, there was something special about it, though. I can't place what it was right now, but I remember that there was something really unique about Mario Paint that these other programs didn't have. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was, though. Yeah, I know that you could make little animations, little shorts, little videos. They had mini-games in there, and, and they just had, you know, it had Mario in the title, so you had all your Mario characters kind of, like, as background. Didn't like, a drawing pad or something, though, that came with it? Like, a, a, like a, their version of a tablet? Yeah it, was, yeah, it was like a tablet, but you had your stylus, and you could do it, but then it would show up on screen. I think that they, that might have been the first one to do that. Honestly, I thought it just came with the mouse, but maybe there was like a tablet uh, program inside the game, maybe. I don't but, know. But, I what, the mouse, what would the mouse be attached to? Uh, the controller port. Yeah, but where would you see the mouse like go? Just on the TV screen? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, how you got the cursor on the TV screen for computer? You'd yeah, have... maybe that was what it was then. Yeah. I know, I want to say, I think there's like a couple dozen other games that supported the mouse, like some PC games they put on the Super Nintendo, like Civilization, uh, and, and some other ones that were, hey, you could use a mouse uh, for alternate controls that were optimal for it. But uh, I guess final question, uh, favorite all-time Super Nintendo game, or just a couple off the top of your head? Oh, well, definitely Mortal Kombat 2. I mean, that's got to be way up there. I know for me, I would probably say there's a couple uh, single-player RPGs. RPGs really exploded on the Super Nintendo. Final Fantasy III, I never got into the RPGs. I only got into a, a, a handful, but the couple that I did, Final Fantasy III, just this grand, epic scale. I played it with a buddy, and there's actually a two-player mode where if I was a player two, I'd control a couple characters in battle, and then i just watch him play through the story and just kind of took it in together. And, so, and, and that really, again, another game that took the Super Nintendo to the max for all the big-time cinematic opera. There's, like, an opera scene where characters <laughs> sing in there. And then uh, another game, Shadowrun, was, like, a futuristic cyberpunk action RPG, so more action-based. It seemed like the version of The Matrix from back back in the day before The Matrix was around where you could form a party in the cyberpunk world, all kinds of craziness there, and absolutely loved those games. Uh, and, and Earthbound, another uh, that's another uh, just cult-hit favorite where it was like, you know, you're used to RPGs having the, the grand 
uh, fantasy-based, Lord of the Rings-style storytelling. But this one was set in modern-day times and controlled a party of, like, elementary grade school kids. And the story just gets progressively weirder and more obscure from there. Uh, one, both, actually, most of those games I mentioned, Mario RPG, Earthbound, Final Fantasy III, they're all on the Super Nintendo Classic Edition for, they're among the 21 games that are programmed on there. But Mortal Kombat 2, your favorite, then? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the games. Like Mario that. World? Uh, oh, yeah, like, uh, the very first game that was released. Yeah, with Yoshi. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, that was, like, the intro, in, introduction to Super Nintendo, so you can't go on with that. Yeah, I hear, too, Super Mario World's still good to go back to all these years later. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. It's still probably fun. So, yeah, there we go. Our discussion segment, Super Nintendo 101. So we're just going to talk about a couple of noteworthy new releases this week. I just got three of them. Uh, I guess, you know, we're talking about RPGs for all you big RPG fans. There's, I know the first one was a big hit, and I think this is a remake of the, of the second one, Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, big RPG, I believe, from Namco. And it's on uh, Xbox platforms. Also coming out this week, uh, today actually, is EA Sports PGA Tour, their first golf game in quite a few years. Uh, they did, used to do all the annual Tiger Woods games. Then they took a little bit of a break, and they did one with Roy McElroy. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he was a cover athlete for one year, and they took another They took another longer break. I think it was like the first golf game in nearly a decade for EA Sports. And then finally, the last major game hitting this week is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Now, Capcom, they went all out with Resident Evil 2 and 3, uh, doing full-fledged remakes over the last five or six years. Garnel, gar, both games garnered critical acclaim, super huge, uh, just good buzz and reviews all around. And Resident Evil 4 is one of the most revered entries in the Resident Evil series. And so I think it's a safe bet to say that Capcom's going to knock it out of the park with this one, too. So did you ever play Resident Evil 4, Paul? Uh, no, but actually, um, but I'm very interested because I was thinking about trying to pick up the video game because there hasn't been anything really to watch. I wonder if that Resident Evil 4 would be on um, uh, virtual reality, though. I've, I've been thinking about trying to get into the virtual reality thing. I haven't done that in quite a while. I know one of the other Resident Evils, I think it was Resident Evil 7, uh, they had the whole game was optional to play in virtual reality. And I heard that made the game exponential, exponentially more intense than playing it not in virtual reality. Like, I heard even... Hardcore horror and scary game fans were like, they had to take breaks after an hour because they said it just got to them that, that bad. <laughs> and what was it called? I think it was Resident Evil 7. Of all the Resident Evil games, I think that's the only one where you can play the entire game in virtual reality. 7? Okay, yeah, I'll try to check that out. But otherwise, no, I didn't. Uh, so this one, though, what is this one? What are you going to be able to play this on? Can you do it on Xbox? Or? Yep, it's going to be on uh, the new Xbox uh, Series S and X and then PlayStation 4 and 5. Oh, but it's not going to be on, like, an Xbox One like I have? I don't think it's on Xbox One. It's on PC, so if you have Steam, it should be able to run it. Uh, if you got the Vive virtuality, yeah, I said, I think it's... I'm going to play it on, you know, have to play it on Xbox. Yeah, I don't, know how. yeah I, I don't think they got virtual reality headsets out for Xbox, unfortunately. Oh, no, I, no, I, I mean, if, it wasn't, if I wasn't playing on virtual reality, oh. my, I don't have the new Xbox. Oh. I got the old Xbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Resident Evil 7 is on Xbox One. But not this new one. Not the, not the new remake. No, not, not, not 4. Okay. Yeah. The original Resident Evil 4 is on Xbox One. <laughs> the, the non-remake version. Gotcha. So if you want to experience it with all its uh, older graphics. <laughs> but uh, are you ready for our next game, Paul? Are you ready for some NBA Jam? Let me... Um, 
I, I, I could uh, hit up some other quick news items yeah, here, well, too. Why don't you do uh, the, the cinema really quick so I can yeah. take care of some All right. Paul has to step out for a sec here, so I'm going to make sure to give a shout-out to our last sponsor of the day, the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. We want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. Now, both stores are located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. Some of this week's featured movies are Scream 6, Rated R. Opening today is John Wick Chapter 4, Rated R, which I know I'm personally very excited for. I think that's on my to-see list this weekend. Creed 3, Rated PG-13. And... Cocaine Bear Rated R. So, yeah, just some of the many movies playing at the River Cinema 15. You can find the complete showtimes on RiverCinema15.com. Don't forget, Tuesday is $5 movies all day long and a $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesday and Thursday. So, yeah, there you go, River Cinema 15. It also has luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that also runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. <laughs> And you can check out their showtimes on morefamilytheaters.com. Yeah, absolutely love the River Cinema. And for those watching the video version of the show this week, you can see the, the pictures and video footage of uh, both the River Cinema and the Shire in the background. And, you know, that's an option I highly recommend people do more. I know a couple weeks ago I just got an appetizer at the Shire to take it inside with me to the movies just to mix it up from the standard popcorn or nachos I would usually get at the concessions because it's like, oh, yeah, give me those deluxe pretzel sticks. I'll take those into the movies with me and yeah all kinds of good goodies at the shire so i'm just going to set up the next game here while paul steps while paul is out here and uh so nba jam is the next game we're going to play so oh hey there's paul but uh so yeah nba jam is awesome because for those unaware it was like the go-to two-on-two arcade basketball game super easy to pick up and play so yeah we're going to get that going and uh, so, one sec here. I'll get it set up. NBA Jam. I think it's head-to-head. And I believe this will be our first time playing Tournament Edition in a while. So we're just going to do no record-keeping. And this was another game. It was out for a year in the arcades at first. So this was so fun in the arcade. So, all right, Paul, here's your controller. Here's mine. My go-to team, I had no sense of a home team back then. I I should have picked the Minnesota Timberwolves because, yeah, there we go. <laughs> the most hated person on the planet in the NBA back then, Christian Leitner. I was always San Antonio at the time, though. I was all with them. Yeah, they got Rodman and Malone. Uh, uh, David Robinson, yeah. And Rodman, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I believe it was the Admiral was uh, David Robinson's nickname. God, it's been so long since I played this. In Chicago, I got a Pippen and Arms. But you could get more players, couldn't you? Yeah, this is NBA Jam Tournament Edition, so at uh, I think it's af- at halftime you could sub in one player. No, but I mean, um, wasn't it one where you could uh, get more people on your roster, like you'd unlock them? I know NBA, um, you know, there maybe some of the later, later versions. I know NBA Hang Time we also have on Super Nintendo. Uh, that has five-player rosters, and all the players are unlocked right at the start of the game. I don't think this, I know this game had secret characters, not... Oh, so maybe that's what you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, so, the secret characters. So if you enter initial, special initials and birthdays for record keeping, or you know, we saw that option saying if you enter secret initials and characters, you can unlock special hidden characters. I should have printed off some characters to use. In this game, NBA Jam Terminator Edition went all out with hidden characters. Because I think both games had the president and the first lady in there. So you could be the Clintons, or you could be like a lot of the developers. And I think the sequel here added some of the NBA mascots. 
And then also, I believe all the Beastie Boys are in there. And then, uh, I, yeah, all kinds of crazy hidden characters for NBA Jam TV. They, they just, and like you mentioned a little earlier, there's special codes you can do for big heads or, like, always on fire or just, like, hot spots, easy three-point shooting. Wasn't, but wasn't there one where it was, like, it was always big heads? I didn't think Yeah, that always big, big heads, yeah. No, I, I, I thought that was the game, though. Like, it, they are a little bit bigger than your average basketball game at the time, but then there's a code you could enter for really big heads. I thought the arcade one, they had them just standard. Yeah, in, in the arcade, I think the arcade had even more secrets. Yeah, whatever, I'll be sure Charlotte Hornets, those are some really big eyes <laughs> for Alonzo Mourning. Larry Johnson, oh gosh, yeah, and this is start button. Yep. And this is like an iconic era for the NBA rosters, uh, early 90s. That's Dream Team era NBA, so this some of the more memorable era. This is what led to the NBA being a global phenomenon, mm-hmm. when the, right around the, a year after the Dream Team hit. And just, so yeah, here you go. So I am the black jerseys. Paul is boom. So yeah, I actually met the announcer who did the voiceover for this game, Tim Kitzrow. <laughs> and for people going, why is so why is this, why is it so awesome meeting the announcer? Oh, oh, okay. So I think it's A button to shoot, B button to pass. That's B. Oh. Yep. A, 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 a button to shoot or jump up for a rebound. Oh, oops. There you go. The monster dunks. This game was... That was absolutely... Or X and Y also passed. No, because I remember them doing, like, flips and... Oh, yeah. If you if you run into a turbo as you go to the paint towards the hoop... Oh, oh there's turbo. Okay. I want our button and then... Okay, now I remember. Then you jump up and do a monster dunk. Like the helicopter spin dunk. There we go. Yep. Okay. Now it's coming back. <laughs> Funny looking. There we go. Monster dunk right there. The players would fo- photograph you from the crowd. Yep, sho- oh. you can shove each other, you don't have to worry about penalties, no no fouls other than goaltending in this game. Yeah, and arcade, this was, a, this game always had crowds in the arcade. Boom, oh! Oh, yeah! Rodman with the basket. Oh, I think you got time to actually, uh... At the end too. Oh, for one to drive to the basket. Yeah, like when they actually like dunk the ball. End of the first quarter. Oh, that was, that was fast. Yeah, just as part of the pure arcade gameplay at the time, Midway had a great uh, way to get people to pump in quarters. So they would, uh, you pretty much had to put a quarter or fifty cents at the end of each quarter. Oh, so three three buckets to get them on fire. Yep, three baskets in a row, and then here you could swap out a player at halftime. I think A or B button to swap out players. So, yeah, I'm going to put in Sean Elliott. Oh, Muggsy. I didn't get Muggsy. All right. Can I do Sean Elliott and David Robson? Yeah, that's the... Oh, Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all the players are so recognizable at this time. Uh, now, sh- there's no Shaquille, ne- Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan here because they commanded... Or Charles Barkley because they commanded top dollar for their likenesses at the time. 
Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Can't get a shove. Monster dunk. Boom! Oh, nice, nice shove. Get that out there. Sean Elliott was my favorite player back in the day here. No idea why. I probably got an awesome basketball card. This is pretty much like the NBA nowadays. This is like almost all fast break. Oh! Rejected. Get that out of here. Yeah. And these monster dunks, these just... These were like unprecedented in the arcades at the time. Come on. This made the game stand out a lot. Again, especially stressing the arcade game, because the arcade game, the character sprites were probably like three times larger. <laughs> there you go. Three baskets in a row. I'm on fire. That's what I was trying to do this whole time. But I suck. <laughs> All right. And so when I'm on fire, it means almost guaranteed baskets from anywhere in the court. Boom. No, NBA hang time, they made it so the team can get on fire if you do like three alley-oops in a row. Oh, there you go, you stopped fire for me if you make a basket. Boom, alley-oop. Come on, Muggsy. Yeah. 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 It's been a while. They've done some more NBA Jam games over the years, but... Uh, it's been about a decade since EA, EA has the rights now to NBA Jam. It's been about a decade since they... They put out the last NBA Jam, and I think it was like on three. They did two of them on 360 and PS3. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, that's yeah, coming back to me. Ah, oh, I was just about to go dunk it. There you go, halftime. Yeah, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. It, it came out a year later. They added just they added some minor things. It's pretty much tweaked the rosters. That Tournament Edition means. Because NBA Jam was blowing up in popularity so much, and they made it so you could do tournament rules. And just, they added the ability to add one more person to the roster, so you could rest players. So let's do Dennis Rodman and Sean Elliott. And each player, they added attributes, so you could see their shooting abilities, stealing abilities. So if you want to see which ones, know which players to do three-point shooting with. Can you keep me up with March Madness going on, Paul? Boom! No. No? Oh, I've been seeing some. Second time ever we had a... I don't, I don't have cable, so I don't really pay attention to sports. They got, they got a lot, really good job keeping up on uh, on highlights online. I have, so that's what I do on YouTube. Other than catching UND games locally here. Oh, there we go. Coming back, Paul. Just down by eight. Oh, nice. Monster dunk. When you steal, you're supposed to grab the ball back. <laughs> I thought it was going to be on fire there. You got to get three baskets in a row without me getting one in, in between yeah. to break up the streak. Oh, we both suck enough to where this isn't going to happen. I, I, no, I, I was on fire, Paul. Yeah, I love the NBA hang time. The final one released on the Super Nintendo added alley-oops and double dunks and you do like some basic crossovers and stuff too. The shooting controls was a little bit more fleshed out. 
better secrets, better secret courts to play on, five-man rosters. I probably could pass it in the middle. Yeah, NBA hang time's definitely my favorite NBA jam. I think the later games made it so you could pass yeah, midair. You might you might be able to pass midair in here. Yeah, this I'll, one isn't as fun as the one with the big heads. I think there's a code we can enter to do big heads in the initials there. Well, no, it's not even like the same game. This isn't like the arcade game that I played. Not? Oh, well, I mean, the, a lot of the Super Nintendo games, even though they're pretty close to the arcade games, they're, they just didn't have, like, true technical capabilities with arcade games, so they're no, always a little watered down. This like, the nail in the coffin! Yeah, we can't really hear the, annou- oh. the announcer on our end with our audio set up right now, but yeah, the announcer does... He, this is where he's singing, like, boom. Oh, yeah, okay, there, there you go. There's your helicopter, dog, yeah. It's got to shake off that basketball rust. <laughs> so, but the announcer had all those infamous calls at the time, like, boom shakalaka! <laughs> he's heating up! I, can't, I cannot do him justice, but I got a chance to meet him, and uh, yeah. yeah, NBA Jam, truly a killer game. Absolutely loved it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, it's not for sale now, unfortunately, unless you go the eBay route or something. I have no idea what to go for eBay nowadays. But uh, yeah, what do you think, Paul? What was it that trip down memory lane there like for you? No, yeah, it's fun. I, I could get behind that game. I, again, you know, that's just like Ninja Turtles is one of those games that it's just so much more fun in the arcade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. As much as I played a ton of NBA, and I know we're both a little rusty, there, there, we didn't have a chance to get a chance to test out the games that much before the show, but uh, yeah, may, nothing could compare to the true arcade experience back then. Arcade was always, you got almost always better graphics, better gameplay, but usually the Super Nintendo version was usually at least somewhat comparable. Mm-hmm. Or So I, I played so much Mortal Kombat 2 and NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament Edition on the Super Nintendo. It was crazy. It was, I thought that they were pretty good conversions. I imagine if we would have got a few more games and shake out the rest a little bit more, we would have been back into laying down that trash talk. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess before we wrap up with quick takes here, uh, got some GFBS plugs to mention going on right now this week. Make sure to check out yesterday's Dirty Thursday as the Bowling Boys continue their salute to women with guests Carrie-Anne Trothgruben and Savannah Strand. And for all you math fiends, well, you want to make sure to dive into this week's Common Sense Uncensored, where host Kit Brennan has on Don Hollingsworth to talk about the Wilson School Audit and the Auditor's Office. So get your numbers fixed over there. Those are just a couple of over a dozen shows you can find every week by going to gfbestsource.com or searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, or social media app. All right, quick takes. What you got going on this week, this weekend, or other games you've been playing if you had time? I'll start things off for us this week. I think this weekend's going to be a big uh, movie and sports weekend just to recharge the batteries, so to speak, to borrow a phrase. Um, I know last week I actually got around to making some good progress in Alan Wake for the first time in a while. I beat, uh, there's six main episodes. I got around to beating episode four. So that's a major headway, and that's just a great spooky game. Glad to finally pick that up for the first time in a month or so. Also playing a couple of, like, space shooters uh, off the Capcom Arcade Stadium 2 on the Xbox. Uh, I, I got a little text chain with a few buddies. Every March we do a thing called some appreciation where we play a couple random uh, space shooter sh- uh, shoot-em-up type games, and we just kind of compete. A little friendly competition for friendly high scores. So the ones we're playing are Last Duel, uh, 1943 Kai and Gunsmoke. So just enjoying those old school space shooter type games. And yeah, want to see John Wick Chapter 4 this weekend. So yeah, 
Gonna be a, should be a good fun, just more laid back weekend. How about for you, Paul? Quick takes going on this week. I also I'll switch it to the off camera mic here if you want. Oh wait, go ahead. I got nothing. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll try to get that uh, um, Mortal Kombat, or not Mortal Kombat, but Resident Evil or something. But yeah, I'm, I'm really got nothing going on this weekend. This is more play. It's always nice to have those play it by ear weekends. It's like let's see where the day takes you. Well, I'm sure I'll be doing a bunch of chores. I mean, that's always a given. But oh yeah, can't escape but, but, chores. Maybe there is something going on this weekend. Don't have something going on. Uh, this weekend, uh, well, I, I mean, I know later today after, uh, after, on GFBS, I know there's Icky Inkabod's Weird Cinema tonight, he's gonna be reviewing Are You Afraid of the Dark, reboot, uh, reboot limited series from 2019, uh, I know Southtown Poorhouse always has bands going, I think it's Rhyme or Reason playing tonight, uh, so, but, I don't, are, are you speaking like GFBS related? No, but you know what? It's probably because I think my dad needs help moving a chair. Oh, <laughs> that's probably what I'm forgetting. <laughs> Gotta help the family with the move. It's springtime cleaning, springtime moving. Oh, man, I know. Yeah, I'm in the same spot. So, yeah, I guess with that, we will wrap things up. Nice quick show. Uh, just me and Paul Day. We're going to shout out to Katie who couldn't make it in today. Uh, always love having Katie on. She'll be back next week. Many thanks to Paul. And a very special thanks to all of you tuning in and having us part of your day. And like I said, stay tuned for Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema tonight at 9. We'll see you next week. We're going to have John Falk returning as a special guest next week. And I was just talking with him earlier today. We're trying to plan out what games we're going to be playing for the studio. And he's bringing a friend with him, too. Should be a fun show next week. John Falk and guests joining us on the Midwest Super Pixel Pros. (laughs) Until then, have a rockin' weekend. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.